Hey friends, it's your buddy Herman here. We're still on summer holidays, so once again, we're bringing you a Comedy History 101 Select. It's part two of our podcast on the history of Louis Theroux, one of our favorite documentary filmmakers. And we'll be back next week with a brand spanking new episode. But in the meantime, enjoy. doing comedy in Russia, you have captured the audience. You're so big. Everybody's so stupid. Comedy History 101. Alright. So anyways, that was an episode of Louis. So I think one I think his most famous episode that everyone across the board says is when he went to uh, uh, the Westboro Baptist Church. Mm-hmm. Um, and he did two he did two uh, documentaries on them, the most hated family in America. But am I right in thinking, though, that, you, you know, that Jesus actually wasn't a big thing for him? He had other priorities rather no. than homosexuality. See, and it's not one of the Ten Commandments, is it? And, and uh, I think you uh, have uh, first-hand knowledge of this, so why don't you tell us a little bit more about this part of the episode? Yeah, it was just funny, all the, like, the girls are just, like, flirting with Louis. It's like, yeah. crazy. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, so then I did a story on the Westboro Baptist Church, and so that was, like, one of the first questions I asked them. It was like, what did you guys get along with Louis? And he was like, yeah, yeah, he was pretty nice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> everyone liked him except there was one guy in the Westboro Baptist Church, and he was the, the, the most intense one of them all, that he wasn't even – like it's it's like a family, and their whole church is like – they're all family members. There's right. like 75 of them, probably less now because some of the daughters have like recently left. But one guy, he was from Florida. He moved his entire family – up to Topeka, Kansas, and like moved next door to the Westboro Baptist Church. Mm-hmm. Is it true that you first came here as a documentary filmmaker? And yes. You, so you brought your family here all the way from Florida. Mm-hmm. And do you are you glad you did that? Absolutely. It's the only thing that I, at the end of the day, can say that I'm really, really glad that I did. And he was the most crazed one of them all. Uh, like, like he moved his like you know he had kids and a wife, and they moved from Florida to live next door to the Westboro Baptist Church, but he didn't like Louis. Okay, so he was the one, the standoff. He thought he was a smartass. Okay, all right, a little bit, yeah. So which, which one did you see recently? Uh, probably one of the most uh, famous ones is the his uh, Jimmy Savile one. Maybe you just want to give a little summation who Jimmy Savile was. Uh, he was he's a British uh, DJ and TV presenter. He were presented on the show Top of the Pop for quite a long time. I think he started back in the 60s all the way up through the 90s, I believe. But he was on there for a long time. Kind of, the, the thing is, he was kind of a... Um, you know, everybody's pal kind of guy. He also had a couple other offshoot shows, like one called Jim Will Fix It, where he would go and people with kids would write into him with problems and he'd show up and he'd fix the problems. And he was just kind of a known, he's a known kind of TV personality guy. Um, but he was just kind of had a really outlandish appearance. He would wear, he had this crazy white hair, would always be wearing sunglasses, uh, liked to smoke cigars, um, and frequently would appear without a shirt. He'd be like wearing a suit jacket with no shirt and stuff. And when you look at the guy, especially in the 70s, when you look at him, you're like, hmm, there's something going on with this guy. But, but apparently that was all kind of in the background. And that's what's starting to come out now. Oh, what's coming out now is that he got uh, he he was knighted, and then it's coming out that he was abusing children and underage uh, 
people the whole time. And here's something I just listened to. There was an interview um, with Johnny Lydon of the Sex Pistols. Right, I was going to bring that up, yeah. They played a – he was on – uh, maybe this one's from a couple years ago, but um, he was on Pierce Morgan, and Pierce Morgan uh, played a tape from the late 70s where yeah. Johnny Lydon just, like, called on it. Film. I'd yeah. like to kill Jimmy Savile. I think he's a hypocrite. When I write. I bet he's into all kinds of seediness that we all know about, but not allowed to talk about. I know some rumours. <laughs> I bet none of this will be allowed out. Yeah, oh yeah. Apparently, yeah, I mean, that's kind of why everybody's so angry. It's like, you know, so many people knew. You know, they knew what yeah. was going on, and like it was like this kind of circle of conspiracy of silence where nobody was going to say anything. You know, he was, he he was like friends of like Lady Di and and Charles. Yeah, and, I mean, he, and, and the Queen. Yeah, he would like run these hospital charities. I mean, because that's kind of where it starts getting really creepy. Because you know, and he was yeah. always like, I'm one, I love kids. I'm around kids all the time. You know, and then you start finding out. Oh well, this is kind of why. Yeah, yeah, and the Louis Doc in uh, the first one, it's like they have like a really friendly rapport, right. Right, you know. Yeah. And Louis never really presses him on it, and that's what that was like one of his regrets. And then he did a follow up documentary, which came out. Uh, did it come out last year? The, yeah, 2016. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, where he went and Louis after this, so the first doc was made before it was disclosed, like all these, uh, you know, all all. You know, all these stories about yeah, it was, actually that came was, out and were yeah, confirmed. Was, yeah, that was actually, it was like around 2000 or 2001, so it was a while ago. Yeah, so you watch the first one, and it's like, if you didn't know anything about it, you would just go, oh, Louis with this eccentric character. Uh-huh, yep. You know, and then, then all these stories come out, and then he did a follow-up documentary. And like, partly, like, Louis was just having, like, a little bit of remorse of not kind of really pressing him mm-hmm. to it. And... Through the years, he he was like friendly with him. He would actually, you know, say he's a, like a, a friend. Yeah, you know, that was the whole thing about you know, you're just like, how can you accuse this guy of doing something so horrible? You know, when look at all he all the good he's doing. Creepy all around. Yeah, know? I mean, was there... he doing the charity out of the good, or was he just doing that so he can get away with it? Yeah, I mean, the whole thing about having because he lived with his mom for a I think a long time. Oh he, yeah, that was yeah. like creepy in the doc. Yeah. In the documentary, he has like all her clothes like, yeah. dry cleaned every week. Uh, yeah, that's a little you know, kind of like. Um, uh, a former director of the FBI. He used to live with his mom for a really inappropriately long time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you won't say his name? Oh, J. Edgar Hoover. J. Edgar Hoover. And friend fear of the FBI. <laughs> and take... Yeah, wasn't he like, and then he was like, I'm going on vacation with my bodyguard. Yeah, with his, with his, uh, his <laughs> assistant. Yeah, or his, yeah. Um, yeah, that was it. They would ha- take private vacations together. <laughs> All right, buddy. <laughs> what was creepy in the in the second documentary was his longtime assistant. Uh, mm. That remember that woman and who just like he just fired. He just like he worked for like for twenty eight years and then yeah. one day he just went um yeah and she's fired. Yeah, it's <laughs> just like. But uh, she was she was just like denial, just going mm. like you know just like Jerry Sandusky's wife, just yeah. going. No, there's no way he could have done that. No way. Uh-huh. 
Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, one yeah. of those those kind of people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the more like even there, even more creepy stuff started coming out a couple of years ago. I was just like, oh, you have to start. Oh uh, yeah, things ass. with like glass eyes. Yep, the glass eye like stuff, that. dude. Yeah. Like, oh, oh holy dear. fuck. Oh dear. All yeah, right, yeah. So if you really want to be disturbed, uh, watch the two documentaries. Right. Uh, right. Watch them back to back because yeah. there is uh, in between the two a lot happened yeah exactly so so you can go check that out because he died and jimmy savile died it must have been five or six years ago uh, yeah something like that yeah let's see uh yeah 2011 is when he died yeah but it, it, again that that would just never happen in in today times and can we quote me on that the words uh, today times. Really? Yeah, you can use that. Okay. And why do you? Why do you? <laughs> yeah, say, yeah. Why do you oh, say? Oh, just it? social media. Yeah. Uh, just... You know, social media would just uh, you know expose them like, yeah, right away. So yeah. It was just like, you know, no one like there was like kids going to like you know on on his TV show that he would grope them. Yeah. And uh, like I'm, there was something like on YouTube I saw like this woman's like you know she's an adult now and. Uh, she would go and tell like the production assistant right. and the production assistant would go, Oh, that's just Jimmy. Yeah. That's yeah. That's just him being weird. Him. Creep, creepy dude. <laughs> yeah. 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 So anyway, on that downer note, should we like conclude with Louis like uh, last documentary, which I just saw again uh, last night. Um, why not? Tell us a little yeah, bit about yes. that. Oh, so his latest documentary, I think it's, um, it, it, it premiered, uh, in the UK last year, but I think it's like, since he's doing <laughs> interviews now that it's about to have a run in the States, but uh-huh. it is on, it's called, uh, my Scientology movie. Good. Good title. It's uh, Louis's take on investigating the notorious church of Scientology founded by L Ron Hubbard and headquartered in Los Angeles. Correct. That's our headquarters. Uh, yeah. I think it was, it's, it's like a little outside of Los Angeles. Because right. they would drive to that compound that was right. called like the Golden Bowl. Era Productions yeah, or something like yeah. that. Yeah, man, that that whole uh, yeah, it was good. It's a, it was a good like behind the scenes. What was interesting is I'd watched not too long ago. I'd watched the um, the other Scientology movie that had come the out. The HBO one. Yeah, yeah. The um, who's that guy? Oh, that's a good one as yeah. well. Yeah, that one. I actually, if you compare Scientology movies, I actually thought that one was better. In that it it kind of it was way more getting you like the detail like that I, that was the first time I'd ever seen that chart the actual chart Scientology chart of all the different levels and everything. Yeah, I mean both good documentaries, both yeah. you know once that HBO kind of investigative reported right. thing that and, and again I thought they were gonna pull punches, but uh, they didn't you know they just like let it lay. They yeah. just like went in every kind of like God. Can you just imagine? the lawyers working on I know, that man <laughs> but that's always a weird thing because that's uh, that's almost like a uh a staple of the i guess if you could say the documentaries about scientology genre is that there's always going to mm-hmm. be that scientology dude following them around filming them you know? <laughs> like in every well yeah. that's what they do and yeah uh, in the louis doc so uh Louis, again, he's like, he's filming a doc on uh, Scientology and they can't get anyone uh, that's currently in the Church of Scientology to, mm. uh, dude, it's, I, there's a van parked across my street as I'm saying this. He can't get anyone from the Church of Scientology to uh, 
do interviews. So he hires actors uh, to portray David Miscavige, right. the, head, the current head of the Since church. 1987 have been the chairman of the board of Religious Technology Center. I would take it down a notch. Okay. Because I think that went a little too conversational. And, and what he said in the documentary, he's trying to do like what they did. You see the, the art of killing that documentary? Yeah. Uh-huh. Werner Herzog uh, produced it, mm-hmm. which I think he just, you know, helped distribute I it. I think he just, yeah, he, just, he, he, he kind of just put his name on the end. Yeah, him and like Errol Morris. It's kind of yeah. like, he, like when I think of that documentary, I think Werner Herzog yeah. and not the director who actually did it. Yeah. But uh, like in, 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 in The Art of Killing is like they got, uh, uh, where, where did that take place again? All right, um. no way. But uh, <laughs> they basically got these guys uh, that just did these brutal uh, uh, savage acts of war and, and killing to recreate uh, you know, like 20, 30 years later, you know, scenario. So that's where he got um, that idea. Yeah, we've got actors and we've got our set as discussed with him. Welcome to the hall. You fuck up one more time, I will rip your fucking face off. motherfucker! Don't look away! He's got it. He's got it. Indonesia is where, that's where it... Uh... Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so Louis did like an art of killing sort of reenactment with actors and then... We had like this guy Marty Rathburn or something like that. Mm-hmm, yeah, uh, who was like the big thug heavy who left the Church of Scientology in like 2000. Right. To kind of walk him through it. Mm-hmm. I was the baddest ass dude in Scientology. The hierarchy of the Church of Scientology was absolutely at the beck and call of me. Yeah. So it was. Yeah, that was good because he. Yeah. Well, he. I think it was in that Mark Marin interview where he kind of more or less admits that he kind of where he stole. At least he's upfront. He's upfront about it where he he got that idea for the uh, the reenactments from the act of killing. Yeah, but you know everyone gets their ideas from everywhere else. We're all, We're all stealing. We're stealing right you steal now. From, yeah, you steal from one source, plagiarism. You yeah. steal from many. Originality. There you go. That's it. There you go. It's like it's that's like the floor, formula. Ninety-nine percent stealing, one percent originality. Not that we endorse that. I think the funniest bits in in, in the My Scientology movie is when uh, the cars would pull up and they get out with like cameras and film yeah. Louie. Yeah. And then he would start filming them. Yeah. <laughs> and then he would. But he would turn the tables on them. Right, yeah. Every time. Yeah. Because they would just go, what, what are you doing? What You can't be here. And it's like, why are you filming me? It's like, why are you filming me? Yeah. yeah you can't the... be filming me. You can't be filming me. <laughs> yeah. And then he's like, what are you doing? And he's like, I'm doing a documentary on Scientology, and I can't get anyone from the Sea Org to talk to me. Will you talk to me? Yeah. And then he starts – then they just like – quickly get in their cars and get away yeah that was the best part instead of getting mad he would just he he would try to he would try yeah. to interview them and so it, it worked it was a good yeah. uh, it was a good technique switch the room so this is good like let's just keep the conversation going well, we're done. bye louis what don't you don't have to go you're not trespassing wait till the police come we'd like you to stay Catherine. can we talk to you ah. I don't understand where they where the Scientology people would get off. Anyway, that's there's a whole that's opening up a whole can of worms. But like, where would they even get What's off that? going? Where would they even get off going? Uh, don't film, don't film us. But like, while they're filming somebody else, it's like, what do you like? What's your thought process there? They're kind of like their techniques are the same techniques that like. L. Ron Hubbard devised in like the fifties. Right. Yeah. And, and it says like almost archaic to come out with like 
filming cameras to intimidate people. Because, like, now we live in an era where we all have video cameras in our pocket on our phones. Yeah. Yeah. So their techniques, like, back, you know, maybe when we didn't have, like, immediate access to video cameras, that would seem really intimidating. Right, yeah. But now it's just like pull out your phone and then post it up on your YouTube site. Yeah, and then it's just like get thousands of hits and get yeah, paid and for it. Yeah, you got them. Oh yeah, that's an idea. Dude. Yeah, <laughs> okay. Sh- a, a YouTube cut, channel about this. harassing the Church of Scientology and cut, them. Cut this part out, dude. <laughs> Save that for us. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. There's gonna be a there's gonna be a van parked across my street. Okay, I know, dude. I wonder. I'll I'll check and see if there's one now. Um, but yeah, I mean, overall, I thought I thought the um, the uh, the reenactment was pretty good. It was it was interesting how they kind of, they did kind of stretch it out to where it was basically they more or less did that one scene. Yeah, or <laughs> what when they went through like the Scientology episodes? No, it's just it was just or, like or not episodes, exercises. I mean, well, I thought I thought no, I th- I'm thinking more of the scene where the Bolton Muscavy comes in there and he does the yelling, you know, and all that, and it was just like that was basically the reenactment they did was that. And when they did the like the exercises where you right. tell them like you're ugly <laughs> you're, <laughs> and you're not supposed to flinch and you're like you know <laughs> yeah that's some that's some weird stuff and it's always good when they pull up the Tom Cruise clips and then you watch that and you're like ah oh, okay you know David Miscavige must be a tiny man because like Tom Cruise was taller than him. yeah I know and that's it must so... be like a little like they're talking about all these scenes where you know it. Like, he would come up and punch you in the face. Yeah. And was, just like a, a little tiny guy. I know. Yeah. <laughs> and then that whole weird obsession with their sea outfits is so weird. Yeah. That's just L. Ron Hubbard who yeah. just lied about his military record and just had this fascination. Yeah. <laughs> like, when he was – like, he, he was, like, on the lam for tax evasion. Yeah. So he just, like, spent, like, a, a year or two at sea. On his boat. Yeah. <laughs> it was just like, what? Um, yeah, so, I mean, it, it was good. And then apparently, so the follow-up is that guy that Louie, um, like, he doesn't want to, he didn't want anything to do with the film. Oh, really? This yeah. is after the film? Yeah, after the film, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I didn't read that. Yeah, something about that. Maybe we should we should do a little research on that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he was kind of a weird character. Yeah, he was. Yeah. He was living in Texas. Really? Really <laughs> in Austin. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, dude. Our, we won't say his name, but our buddy, who was the tech guy before our show, told me he was many years in Scientology. Oh, yeah. Like decades. Our Newcastle friend. We won't say yeah, that. and then I ran into uh, our, our our other buddy who did the show with him, uh, Australian buddy, when I was in Australia, and I told him that he told me about that. He said, "Oh, he never tells anyone that." Ah, okay, interesting. So he he felt like sharing. Yeah, you could like you know because you've been there, so you've had some experience with Scientology, right? Oh yeah, yeah, that was like one of my first uh, stories that got me like. Uh, you know, notoriety. Mm-hmm. Um, I went to their celebrity center posing as a German pop star. Yeah. Dieter Liederschwanz. Okay. <laughs> but again, dude, I can't do that story anymore because they could just, it would be like, let's Google that. Yeah. Yeah. They, they, <laughs> you they know, so it was that, back yeah. in the pre, people didn't know how the internet quite worked uh-huh. yet days. Did they you make, know? Did, they, so, did they make you speak German? 
Oh, that was funny. Um, cause like the first woman I met there was like from Switzerland. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> German, Oops. German Oops, part yeah. of Switzerland. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Uh, oh boy. Oh well. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> so your name, your name means leather, leather penis. Does that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's, that's what your German name meant. Nice. So, yeah, yeah. There you go. So maybe that could be your podcasting name. Yeah. There we go. Okay. Yeah. Um, so I guess in conclusion, so where do you think, uh, Louis's place is in uh, comedy history. Comedy history. Well, I mean, it's interesting. I mean, that's that. I'm a big fan of documentaries. You know, I've done a few myself. I think that um, I just always find these find documentaries a lot of times more entertaining than real like comedies sometimes, especially if you know if, if it's an interesting subject or a funny subject. I just think somehow with me. You know, reality just makes things funnier. You know, if if it's something truly, truly yeah. bizarre. Yeah. Sometimes I just think reality is funnier than stuff that you can make up. And uh, Louis does a good job, and that he is the down, the underplaying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think for me, it's just like, yeah, he has this great satirical eye, and like what you said, where, I mean, I'd rather watch, you know, when like a. Uh, some, like a documentary gets made into like a Hollywood narrative. It's just like the documentary is always better. Oh yeah. Yeah. And always more interesting just to see the real people, you know? Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, it's just, again, it's just like, uh, I love extremist groups and I love, uh, strange subcultures and I always <laughs> seek them out. And, uh, just Louis just is, you know, uh, that's what he does, and it's mm -hmm. been, you know, very influential. And, yeah, uh, yeah. Would, it's just like all the shit I love. Yeah, <laughs> he's like he's basically, like basically. The, the video video version of Mark Ronson, you know. Yeah, so he had a funny quote about uh, John Ronson. Yeah, John Ronson. Yeah. Yeah, but John Ronson also makes documentaries as well, which really? are, are good. I've never seen like which one. Yeah, he 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 did one on David Icke, like being on a book oh. tour with David Icke, right, and okay. the first one that really got him. Again, oh, this is another episode. All right, but yeah. uh, um, uh, he did one with Alex Jones when they went to infiltrate Bohemian Grove. Right, I remember reading that. And part that's, of the that's book. really what put like Alex Jones like right. on the radar. Right. Yeah. Yeah, because I remember. You know, I remember talking to Alex Jones when he was crazy cable dude in Austin. <laughs> yeah, I mean, not to go off tangent, but did you see, like, recently Alex Jones actually apologized for spreading the Pizzagate rumor? No, did he? Oh, my God. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, just just Google it. Alex Jones' apology, Pizzagate. Oh, man, okay. Um, yeah, yeah. So he actually apologized because – Someone basically almost got killed because mm, of pizza. <laughs> when that guy went in there to fire a gun, yeah, like in Pizza Gate, <laughs> just to, to, to set the kids free. I know, man. Oh my god, all right, no, it's well, fucked up. But yeah. what John Ronson said about uh, Louis Theroux, or, or Louis said about John, like you said, John quoted him as saying they're like uh, two heads, you know, attached to the same body, and one must die for the other to succeed. <laughs> Something like that. Really funny quote right. that John Ronson said about the comparisons between him and Louis Theroux. Yeah, okay, yeah. Yeah, it's pretty good. There, there's uh, some good stuff. So I think, I think Louis' place in the history of comedy is secure. Well done. That yes. would be my... Boom. And I do have... Decades of documentaries. Yeah. Should we plug away? Where, where can people find us and all that? 
Well, from the you get, <laughs> that's a good question. Get ready, get ready to do some editing, Harmon, because uh, hell, <laughs> yeah, 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 no worries. You can download more episodes on our website, rtcksave.com. That's right-click save, rtcksave.com, where you can find all our podcasts. You can download them there. You can subscribe. You should also be able to find us on iTunes and Google Play. Yeah, yeah. So like us on iTunes and give us some comments because I'm sure we were factually not correct with a lot of information. But, uh, you know, we're just playing off the top of the head, but we are fans of Louis Theroux, so, you know... Yeah, I mean, if we miss something, of course, we'd, we'd love to hear from you as well. But but in a nice, pleasant tone. Yeah, in a nice, just don't be mean to us. No, uh, not like a, a Milo troll sort of way. What's a Milo <laughs> troll? Uh, you know, like I, Milo Yannabalabapas, you know? The oh, yeah, that guy. No, we hate him. Yeah, the king of the trolls. Yeah. All right. And also, ready? You can also oh, find yeah. us on Twitter at RTCKSave. Or, and I'm at, at Harmon Leon. And I'm at, at Scott Colonico. And check out our other podcast called This is the President. Which you can find on my website, scottcolonico.com. And you can also download it at iTunes, Google Play, and Stitchify. Stitch it? Stitcher. Stitcher. That's it. Yeah. yeah. And until next time, this has been Comedy History 101. So do we do that together, or do you just do it? Oh, um, yeah, we can do it. Uh, and this has been the history of comedy, comedy one hundred and one. Maybe, maybe we'll yeah, just. Yeah. You're stupid. Everybody's so stupid. Good thing about doing comedy in Russia, you have captured audience. You're stupid. Everybody's so stupid. Comedy history one hundred and one.